1: and good morning i'm gary randall thank you so much for joining me today it's friday march the 24th 2023 in the year of our lord on march 24 19, 1989 the super tanker exxon valdez remember that ran aground on a reef in alaska's prince william sound began leaking an estimated 11 million gallons of crude oil i remember it well because back in 1989 the um the environmentalists were, environmentalists were starting to get a platform, and boy, they were screaming and shrieking. They said this will—it is ruined forever. Prince William Sound will never return to its original state environmentally. They said it is ruined forever, and they were taking pictures and they were flying into that area in mass from all over the world, really, to take pictures to show the world what was going to happen if we didn't get um, on board with the then infant but growing um, environmental agenda. Interestingly enough, it caught my attention and I paid attention over time. It wasn't a matter, it I can't remember how long it was, but it was months, not years. Maybe a couple of years, maybe 24 months. And that had returned with the help, there were people in there working and cleaning up and washing off the ducks and you know it had oil on them and so on. I'm not suggesting it wasn't a disaster. it was. But it was so overstated. And I remember in just a, a relatively short time, Prince William Sound had returned to its original state. and then honest reporters started going in there and taking pictures, and they said they could find little to no evidence of what had happened there. I say that only to say, isn't it wonderful and marvelous how God has created the earth to sort of reconstitute itself in in many respects? Um, I'm not suggesting it wasn't bad if you spill 11 million gallons of oil, crude oil anywhere. That's not good. But they, they take everything that happens in life, whether it's a, an oil spill or whatever it is, and they make it into something that it really isn't in order to push the progressive agenda, regardless of what it is. Anyway, that was today, 1989. Today in 1765... Britain enacted the Quartering Act that required American colonists to provide temporary housing to British soldiers. Today, in 1882, German scientist Robert Cook announced in Berlin that he had discovered the the uh, bacillus responsible for tuberculosis. Today, in 1995, after 20 years, British soldiers stopped routine patrols in Belfast, North Ireland. And ten years ago today, hundreds of thousands marched in Paris protesting the imminent legalization of same-sex marriage. You don't think of Paris as a moral capital of the world, but hundreds of thousands said, no, this just isn't right. Same-sex marriage is not marriage. The world has been saying that for the most part. America has led the assault on marriage and other immoral uh, ideas and ideologies. But there's something imprinted in man. God has made mankind to know that it just doesn't feel right, some things. It just isn't right. Christian or non-Christian, marriage is one of them for sure. There's a discomfort about same-sex marriage that will never go away. And it isn't because of prejudice. It's because of the imprint of Almighty God who created us in his image and his likeness. And he created us male and female. And we can do what we will. We can write our books. We can make our movies. We can make our speeches. We can twist a nation to where the nation self-destructs. And it will not change that principle. Because God made it so. That's the way humanity works. And it doesn't work if you don't do it that way. I'm a simple man. I understand that. I think most of us do. There is no such thing as same-sex marriage. You can call it that, but it isn't. Marriage is only between a man and a woman. And <clears throat> there's a reason for that. So you can have kids and raise them up. That's how the human race sustains itself. And God has called our kids a gift, a gift from God. And we should treat them that way. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10, one of my favorite, many, many verses are my favorite. most of them are at one time or another. But Isaiah 54.10 says, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed. Saith the Lord that hath mercy on me. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. God is good. God is faithful. God is in control all the time of everything. He created it. He controls it. God is in control. That is the peace that passes all understanding. And God lives within us as we have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. His only begotten Son came to earth, lived here in the flesh. He lived among us. And they killed him on a cross. Peter tried to stop them. He got so worked up about it, he said, I'm not going to let them kill Jesus. He ripped out his knife and started swinging around. He cut the guy's ear off. Jesus stuck it back on, and it was healed. Jesus knew his destiny. Peter did not understand it. But Jesus was to die for the sins of the world. And more importantly, he was to die for the sins of Gary Randall. And fortunately, I grew up in an environment, in a home that led me to understand that at an early age. And I accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and asked him to forgive me of my sins and have done so ever since. God is good. I love the Lord. I love Christianity. I love what it is about. It is the essence of life itself, as far as the universe, as far as the universe reaches we keep discovering bits and pieces of it and that's terrific but the more the more we know the more confirming it becomes that god is who he said he is and was and always will be in the meantime we struggle along imperfect people legislation introduced by washington state democrats <laughs> Washington state Democrats would eliminate an English language requirement for a good number of civil service employees, including firefighters, police officers, and sheriff's office positions. Boy, I I don't know about that. I mean, I know they're presenting that as, as being, you know, like, wow, look how compassionate we are, but how do you, how do you function if you can't speak the language as a well as a service empl- civil service employee at a desk I understand that I talk to people all the time at desks that I don't understand what they're saying I don't think they understand what I'm saying but what about firefighters police officers and sheriffs office positions can that work I don't think so I mean anyway yeah they're all they're all in additionally the US citizenship would not be required either This is Senate Bill 5274. It would allow lawful permanent residents to apply. The bill's sponsor, this Senator Javier Valdez, he says that legislation would increase the pool of candidates available. Yeah, he's probably right. It would increase the pool by tremendously, exponentially. And he said it would help diversify the state's workforce. Well, he's True. That's true. He's right on both those things. It would diversify the state's workforce to the point where it would be dysfunctional. That's that's the problem with language. We, We can wish it were different, but it isn't. And again, that's God's design. God created language and borders and national sovereignty. It's very clear in the Bible. So we today try to revise that as we have tried to revise marriage and all other human sexuality and so on. But if an applicant, this law says, if an applicant is capable and qualified to do the job, we must remove the barriers that prevent them from working as a public service, according to this Valdez. He said, Washington is a diverse, multicultural state and our workforce should reflect that. I wonder if it's occurred to him that it would be nice if the workforce reflected merit, and people, regardless of their color or race or origin, those with merit would get the job so we could excel, so we could have the best. That's, That's how America was born. That's how we have functioned. For generations. But now all of a sudden diversity is more important than merit, than accomplishment, than achievement. It doesn't matter if your house burns down because the firemen can't communicate with one another. Yeah, but look at the diversity we have. Does that make sense? Of course it doesn't. These people are so far off the rails. I don't think they can be reconstituted. I don't think we can get back to where we should be sometimes. I wonder about it. Fortunately, this measure has been denounced by conservatives, but it passed the Senate earlier this month. Now it's going to go to the House. How would you like to be, your house is on fire, your car rolled over or whatever, and somebody comes and you're trying to tell them, you know, the, the, key, the key to unlock the door to get you out of your wrecked car is in your pocket and you don't know how to communicate. That's how bizarre this would be. This latest left-wing equity push, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't serve the public. It's not public service. It serves a far-left ideology that doesn't work. It's dysfunctional. And they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. English is a necessary requirement to perform even the most basic Tasks associated with any job, particularly these jobs. Sheriff's office positions. Well, I could see where that could work, probably. I won't go there because I would sound racist, but truly. Firefighters? Police officers? I don't know. Well, yesterday they had the big to-do on... Capitol Hill and boy it was they had that uh, the head of uh, TikTok up. I talked about it yesterday I we talked about it on this program as they were meeting. I of course didn't know what they were saying because I was talking here on our live edition where we originate live in the morning. But I looked into the what they had said some videos and some transcripts and stuff yesterday and it was uh, they were not they were not timid, the, especially the Republicans. They, they weren't mean-spirited, but, boy, they were sure talking to this guy and asking him some very direct questions, the, the, the CEO of, of TikTok. And um, it's interesting how the left, though, responded. I mean, I was really proud, and I was very pleased with what I saw from the Republicans. Certainly, uh, McMorris Rogers, she did a great job in chairing that, that uh, inquiry. But uh, the Democrats came out after this, this Jamal Bowman, he's a Democrat from New York, Representative Jamal Bowman, uh, a Democrat from New York. He claimed there isn't any evidence that TikTok poses a national security concern. Well, he's the, if he's that uninformed, he shouldn't be in any kind of political office or leadership or representative office. Because it's the, the evidence is all over the place. I mean, you almost drowned in the evidence. He says there isn't any evidence that TikTok poses a national security concern though through Chinese espionage on the act on the app. but he said there's a national security concern for misinformation and the spreading of misinformation on social media. Chuck Todd on NBC. He was telling Chuck Todd on NBC that Chuck Todd went along with it. Of course, he said, if there's really a national security turn, he said the economic argument then rings hollow, doesn't it? Bowman said, yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. Right. He said, so if there's Chinese espionage happening on TikTok, absolutely. That trumps everything else. But he said, the problem is there isn't, there's no evidence of that. So that's kind of the direction. There's a whole bunch more, but we won't put ourselves through that. But, that is where the left is going on this TikTok issue, and it is destructive. I did not overstate yesterday when we talked about it how destructive it really is. There are so many programs and so many efforts out there today to try to destroy, particularly the the whole movement of the of leftist progressive so-called progressivism has kind of re um, directed itself in, in, in recent last two or three years, I I've noticed almost exclusively toward children. And that concerns me deeply for all the reasons that are obvious. I, I love kids. We have kids, we have grandkids. I love them, but I love other kids that aren't part of my family. I mean, they're great. I mean, kids are just great. I love them. And I know you do too. And Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Kids are important to God. They are the next generation. They are the people that will carry on as long as time exists. They're going to carry on the the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're going to carry on the work of the Lord and all of these things. So activists always disguise what they're doing, the left, And it is almost always destructive if you turn on the light and look, just take a good look at it, a good focus at what they're pushing. And I want to do that today, not so much on social media, but in the classroom. These things need to be said. And I know I talk a a lot about the classroom and about social media and about entertainment and how it influences the way children think, because it does. And if one parent can awaken to the harm that's out there for our children. It would be good. That's why I keep talking about it. And grandparents, if if your children have children and, and you have a relationship with them, and I hope and pray most of you do, talk to them about it. This is serious stuff, and it's destroying kids wholesale. I mean, Kids are confused today, just as a group, as a people group. They're, they're confused about what's going on, and they're looking for answers. Activists now are disguising social and emotional learning. They call it SEL. That's the acronym. Programs as mental health initiatives designed to grow children's social skills. Well, any parent would say, well, that, that's good. Yeah, we need good mental health, for sure. And we did need to grow our children's social skills. But in reality, these programs are introduced into classrooms by leftist government school administrators for the purpose of indoctrinating children. It's a ruse. It's a Trojan horse. SEL is the Trojan horse of our times. Parents are expressing growing frustration now that they're figuring out what's going on in their own public schools. When they demand their children are not taught critical race theory, for example, And parents are more and more doing that. I mean, they're saying, wait a minute, this isn't what we're about. This isn't what I believe, and so on. And there's a big push against critical race theory. It's crazy stuff. And they're treating it as though it's like Einstein's theory of relativity or something. I mean, it's just bizarre. But they're told by school administration boards, oh, no. We're not teaching CRT. This is happening over and over and over again. I follow this stuff very closely. And a parent will come in and a parent, you know, they're working, they're doing what they do and they're trying to make ends meet and they want their child to get a good education and so on. And they get concerned. They come in, they ask the school board or a teacher and they say, are are you teaching critical race theory? Oh no, we don't teach that in this school. I bet you that's been said a million times in America. Oh no, we don't teach that in this school. They do, but they, in their own minds, are not lying. They're misrepresenting the truth, and they're leading you around the issue, and giving you a false sense of security that they're not when they are. The way that they get around this now is through this SEL program. Castle is a nonprofit that's been created to push this whole program forward, and through this program, they they can teach CRT, they can treat, teach transgenderism, they can do all of these things, and they can say no because they're doing it under the auspices of the social and emotional learning, or SEL. And no, we're not teaching CRT, we teach social and emotional learning. But embedded in that agenda or into that curricula, is these various other things that parents oppose. So they've just put a new face. They put lipstick on it, dressed it up with a different, you know, it's kind of like transgender. I mean, they've dressed it up as something that it isn't. Parents are growing very frustrated with public schools. When they demand their children not taught critical race theory? Well, oh, we're not teaching that. This also applies to materials concerning sex ed and gender and racism, all of it. All of these leftist nefarious materials are being rolled up into SEL, the Trojan horse of our times. I want to talk to you a little bit about what is SEL. What is it? Well, it's social and emotional learning. It sounds benign. Most parents want their children to develop into complete adults, socially, emotionally, mature, stable. Proponents of SEL... They tout the curriculum as a way for schools to, and I'm quoting them, foster personal and collective growth and well-being in students. Now, what parent doesn't want that for their child? Of course they do. They say SEL is trying to bring a balance to the individual. And what are the personal competencies you need to develop to be successful? How do you pull them all together so the kids can relate and navigate the world more effectively? This is the argument. This is the presentation. And they have found that this works, and they are pushing it more and more and more visibly. They're celebrating it. SEL has appeared to be so non-controversial that school districts are now bragging on the fact, they're promoting it, they're bragging and celebrating the fact that they use SEL. They use it as kind of a hook. Like, wow, we're doing SEL. That's, I mean, we're helping your child you know, integrate into society and be successful and so on. That's not true at all. This nonprofit organization, it's called Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning. It's, the acronym is, is CASEL, C-A-S-E-L. That's been set up. They're working together with school districts to I- inject critical race theory disguised as personal growth learning programs in classrooms all over the country. And I'm, I mean, I'm not the only one that knows this. I mean, a lot of people know it, but it's kept from the general public. Because, again, parents, I mean, they're not doing school all day. They have jobs. They have stuff they do. And yet they're being misled. Austin, Texas, is one of many, 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 many school districts that are doing this. But they're promoting it. I was on their website yesterday afternoon. I was, I was looking at it because they've kind of become the voice or one of the main voices of this whole movement On their website, they promote it. They say, in Austin Independent School District, we believe that social-emotional learning is at the heart of equity-centered systems and structures. In an effort to grow this belief into a reality, the SEL and the Cultural Proficiency and Inclusiveness Department has adopted a new statement of purpose for our work together. Our goal is to use and grow our social and emotional skills while creating brave, respectful, cooperative uh, spaces to support all students, staff, families, and communities throughout our district. Well, who's going to stand up and say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm opposed to that? Social-emotional learning is a process for helping children and adults develop fundamental knowledge, they say, skills and attitudes, and they go through a whole list of things, develop he- healthy a- uh, identities, manage emotions, achieve personal and collective goals, and so on. I mean, there's nothing about it that really, you know, Puts up a red flag to parents. There's a new video out from the office of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's been on this in Florida. It's put out, and I put it in an article that I wrote today at faithandfreedom.us, our website. You should take a look at that. It's five minutes and 34 seconds long, but it's well worth your time. It's well worth five minutes to watch this because it's well done. And they have put together an understandable presentation of all of this for any parent. And it's done, as I said, for Florida, but it applies wherever one is. But the the video really exposes this for what it is. It showcases the SEL slides that demand participants, critically examine root causes of inequity. It goes behind the curtain and it turns on the light so that you can see what's really going on with this whole movement. And... Um, they talk about. There's another clip that features a woman reciting Castle's revamped version of the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's calling for students to stand for one world, many beliefs, indivisible, with liberty, health, safety, and justice for all. And I mean, it's it's bizarre. And this is real. This is not not overstated. It, it it's not isolated somewhere in a faraway place. This is it, it's throughout. The school system in America now. Parents like this mother, this Gabrielle Clark, she threatened last year to sue lawmakers in her home state for failing to keep critical race theory out of the child's classroom. They said, "Well, we're not teaching critical race theory. It's just they just teach it under another, a different name." And it goes on. There's quite a quite a piece about her in in that. Another parent, a father, recounts how Washington State, his school in, in Washington State through this SEL program, put his child on antidepressants without parental consent or knowledge. There's no part of the child that this program doesn't touch. I mean, it's designed for that. And it appears to be something very different than it is. Thus, the Trojan horse. He said he's been on them for several months. He said, I had no knowledge of Washington State. He said, I had no knowledge. I knew nothing about it. Knew nothing. He said, come to find out it's 100% legal. They can do whatever they want with our kids in Washington State in this school program. He's right. They can pretty much do whatever they want. And what they want is not the values and the principles that most all conservatives and certainly all Christians hold or should hold a biblical worldview. I'll leave you with this. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13 says, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Therein is the goal, and all of this stuff that's going on around us does not bring peace. The peace of thy children from the Lord. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday.